Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This Sunday, we continue in our Lord's Prayer sermon series, and we'll be discussing the phrase in the prayer that says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As we prepare to consider this phrase, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Temptation. Temptation has been something that we've struggled with since the Garden of Eden. In it, we find the serpent tempting Adam and Eve to move away from God, to move away from God's will, rather than towards God and towards God's will. God shares God's will with Adam and Eve. And then the serpent comes along and says, ah, don't worry about that. Move away from God rather than to God. And this is fundamentally what temptation is. This is fundamentally what we struggle with today, spiritually speaking. Temptation is moving us away from God and God's will rather than to God and to God's will. Jesus teaches us to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. Jesus gives some instruction at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus says, there are people who like to pray out in public, and they like to be seen by others. And that's a hypocritical stance. Why? Because they don't really want to be seen by God. They want to be seen by people, but not by God. But if you go to your room, to the privacy of your room, in that secret, quiet place, the God who sees what you're doing in secret, sees how you're seeking to relate to God in that quiet, secret place, will also reward you. Jesus also talks about not needing to have these words of, that are coercive, trying to get God to, to do what you want. There's no need to pray with all of these words, trying to get them into the right configuration just to make God do what you want. That's not, that's not what prayer is, is about. God knows you. God knows what you need. God knows what you think about and what you, you say in the secret quiet place away from, from others. And so prayer is not fundamentally about trying to convince God to do what we want God to do. Prayer is fundamentally about being aligned to God's heart and God's will. That's what prayer is about. And we see this at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, which includes our heart, as it is done in heaven. And then after we pray for this alignment with God's heart, with this alignment with God's will, then there come these other portions of the prayer where we pray for our daily bread and we pray for forgiveness and we pray that God would uh, deliver us. 
We pray for God to provide for us. We pray for that forgiveness, for that pardon. And we pray for that deliverance, that, that protection. A deliverance from this temptation. Lead us not to temptation. Lead us not into evil. So let's take a few moments to talk more about what temptation is really about. When Jesus prays, lead us not into temptation, it is not the case that God is always leading us into temptation such that we've got to pray that God would just stop doing that. No, it is an acknowledgement that we are often led into temptation. We lead ourselves into temptation. There are temptations that affect us from the outside as well. And this is also a prayer that is to deliver us from evil or the evil one. Um, sometimes temptations can lead us into evil and sometimes there are evil actions or intents that move our way as well. And so this is a prayer that we would be defended uh, from that. So what are some of the temptations and the evils that can spring from them? Well, I want to begin with the big seven. Uh, the church used to talk about the seven deadly sins. And what are those? Pride, greed, lust, envy, um, gluttony. sloth and wrath so these are these are temptations uh, and sins and also evil can spring from these and it's easy to imagine those I don't want to go into great depth but there are also other things that can be a part of temptation fear Isolation, insecurity, and uh, or the desire for revenge. Which can of course be part of, of wrath. There's so many things that we could add to the list here. So the prayer that we'd be led not into temptation and delivered from evil is about protection. Lord, we want to be protected from these things. It's often the case that when we feel unprotected, that these are the things that we tend to fall into when we feel unprotected. You see, there's something that is at the root of the sins uh, that we might commit or the temptations that we might have. And this is about protection. We don't feel protected. Another thing that can be at the root of these is entitlement.
And with entitlement, it means that we believe that we are entitled to gratification, and or reward. So we feel unprotected and we can end up engaging in some of these activities. Also, when we feel unprotected, we can sometimes feel entitled to a kind of gratification or a reward. All of these things can lead us into some of these behaviors, some of these temptations, some of these sins. And so the prayer is to remind us that rather than feeling unprotected, we can be protected by God. God, move us and lead us and guide us in ways that move us away from these things, that lead us away from a kind of entitlement to gratification or reward, which is meant to, um, to pacify or to numb or to soften some of the other deeper things that we are feeling or we're worried about or concerned about. But God, lead us and deliver us. Be our true protection because we know that we cannot always protect ourselves from these other things. Our trust and our security is in you, O oh God. Now, I just want to say a word about the, the second part of that phrase in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil, or some translations say deliver us from the evil one. We're totally cool with God delivering us from evil. We're not always cool with God delivering us from the evil one because we worry about a kind of personified evil. And in ways, we, we fear a personified evil. We believe in a personified good, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We, we're comfortable with that personified good, but we're concerned with personified evil. Well, Scripture speaks of it, and so I think that we need to speak of or reckon with that which scripture speaks of and reckons with that there are forces of evil we in ourselves uh, can generate good through our will and we can generate evil through our will we don't need anything else to to help us to do that um, but we also believe that god's grace works through our will to do good, and that there are forces of wickedness that can work with us, co-work with us, as we do things that do not honor God in this world. We also believe that there are forces of wickedness around that effect have an impact on our spiritual world. Again, I say spiritual world, but really all things are spiritual. And so we have 
God as a force for good that is stronger and that overwhelms evil. Yes, we also have evil, wickedness that is a force that we are meant to spiritually reckon with. This is assumed throughout Scripture, an assumed posture throughout Scripture. And it also is one that I would encourage us not to sidestep, to believe that we are in a fundamentally spiritual world and we have spiritual forces that we reckon with. And this prayer of Jesus is to lead us not in the the direction of activities and, and mindsets, behaviors that would move us into temptation, either temptation that comes to us from outside or temptation that we lead ourselves into because of our own decisions. But it's also a prayer that says, deliver us, shield us from the evil that we might be tempted to commit ourselves and from the evils that uh, come to us from the outside as well. Temptation is bad news for us. In the short term and in the long term, temptation is bad news. I've not had anyone come into my office and say, Pastor, I'm just drowning in temptation. I got temptation all around me and I'm giving into temptation all around me. And you know what? My life is going great. I am absolutely winning at life. (laughs) It just hasn't happened. Now, someone might say, in the short term, giving in to certain temptations feels good in the moment. It's gratifying in the moment. But as those moments add up, and you look at the long term, giving in to temptation is destructive. It's destructive in our lives. It affects our physical well-being. It affects our psychological well-being. It affects our spiritual well-being. It's bad news. Uh, Temptation can affect our relationships. It can affect our relationships with our families, with our friends, with our partners. It can affect all kinds of relationships. Relationships with our, our co-workers. Giving in to temptation leads us away from God. Leads us away from God's will, from God's heart, from that relationship, relationship we have with God as well. Giving in to temptation is bad news. So this is why we have moments of confession where we confess those things that we've done and we seek to to live in a different way, not not giving in to those temptations. We think about the model of Jesus who was led into the wilderness and who was tempted there as Jesus was fasting during these 40 days. Jesus was tempted there by the evil one, by the devil there in the wilderness. 
And Jesus resisted temptation. Jesus clung to God's word. Jesus resisted temptation. And so we too seek to follow the model of Jesus and resist those temptations. Because we know that though they sound good, and even there Jesus was was fasting in the wilderness and was tempted. What the enemy said, what the evil one said, sounded good, kind of twisted things around. So they'd sound good, so they'd sound gratifying, so they'd sound rewarding. But Jesus resists temptation. And so, too, must we, when we are tempted, realizing how destructive it is. Destructive in our relationships, and destructive our personal, uh, physical, our spiritual, our emotional life. The weight of temptation is simply bad news. So how do we resist temptation? Well, I think the answer is found in the first part of the phrase we've considered today. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The answer is in lead us. Remember, when Jesus calls his disciples, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, come follow me. That's where it's at, following Jesus. Because Jesus is going to lead us in ways that draw us close to God's heart, draw us close to God's will. Jesus is going to help us to understand what it means for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done. We're going to see what Jesus does. We're going to emulate what Jesus does. We're going to listen to what Jesus says, and we're going to emulate Jesus' speech. Fundamentally, we are emulating Jesus and seeking to draw close to God's heart and to align ourselves with God's will. You see, when we do that, when we allow Jesus to lead us, when we follow Jesus, we move away from temptation and we draw close to God. And so that's my challenge to us this week to examine our lives, to examine everything that we say and that we do, and to allow Jesus to lead us, to follow Jesus. And as we do so, to shift some of the things that we say, to shift some of the things that we do so that what we say and do is in accordance with God's heart, is in accordance with God's will, is in accordance with what we pray when we say, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, lead us not into those themes, things that would tempt not into evil. Deliver us from all of that. But lead us to live our lives patterned after Jesus. Lead us so that we can work to see God's kingdom coming on earth and God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Lead us so that we can say, 
our Father and draw close to God in, in deep relationship as we do so. Oh, Jesus, lead us so that we can have a vibrant, robust relationship with our Father who is in heaven. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.